the new Parkway Theater, where good food, diverse entertainment, and community create a place for everyone. For showtimes and special events, check out www.newparkway.com. Well, uh, in other news, R. Kelly is Aaron Grace's Draymond Green. <laughs> Not even close, man. <laughs> No one beats your Draymond Green again for you. I just think he's lying. I think that's the difference. <laughs> I, I do think that they can't read good. All right. Uh, last any last bit of news on sports? Um, Liam Neeson being racist. Liam Neeson is a sexist, racist. How many sound bites do they have Liam Neeson talking about he don't <laughs> like women or Chinese, Mexicans, or black people? It's like 20 of them. And the media keeps it. keeps turning to him and all the producers be like, no problem, no problem. It's like he gets away with saying everything. <laughs> He's Irish, it's okay. He's from Europe. Oh, cool. Let's get Paul on here and I'll give him a list of things to say. Don't <laughs> oh, trust him, Mitchie. He's Irish. <laughs> Damn it, geared us and I'm not ready. You ready? It's best time started. Joy ready. She sound ready. Well, uh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the High Score 510 podcast. You can catch us at High Score 510 on the Instagram, the YouTube, and on the Twitter, or check out our TikTok page at the High Score 510. And we are here with. This is AG3 coming up. Oh, no, it's Joy's turn. <laughs> this AG3 coming at you faster than a faster than Buffalo Bill fan showing why they are some of the most toxic fan base. All right, here's your soundbite, Aaron. I don't date women who have had sex with non-African men, even if it was just an experience. Yes. Wow. Wow. If they sex them, a date, I can live with that. A kiss, disgusting, but I might swallow it. <laughs> oh my God. But if she gave, if she gave that honeycomb hideout to a devil, if she gave her cookies to that Caucasian slayer, I cannot go back into that cave after she let a neanderthal enter it i cannot do it she has disrespected her vagina and every female ancestor we've ever had <laughs> this nigga this nigga needs to start off with just i don't date women that's what he needs to stop they to just stop the interview right there we know you don't i think he's married to two different women <laughs> beautiful nappy-headed black nubian queens shout out to dr yeah, umar probably, johnson he probably got him off crack they look like they was well fed enough. They didn't. They, they wasn't on no crack plans. <laughs> Call a crackhead. And we are here with um, a truck driver, Captain P. Funk, coming at you like uh, Darvin Ham's playbook. Nothing. You ain't got nothing for us tonight, Pedro. Nothing, Darvin Ham. I've seen it. Lakers <laughs> will be losing right now to Portland. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, here's your sound by Pedro. My pronouns are U-S-A. My pronouns are U-S-A. 
How about it, huh? My name is Ted Cruz, and my pronouns are kiss my ass. My pronouns are kiss my ass. My personal preferred pronouns are fried chicken and collard greens. And my pronouns are patriot and ass kicker. My pronoun is American. I don't know about you. <laughs> right? And my pronouns are I won. <laughs> Oh my God! This lost a mind. Lost a mind. That was Carrie Lake at the end with the I won pronoun. She lost. I don't know what pronoun. You can make you can, you can make your pronoun any pronoun you want. You stupid fools! Oh, you, you see, well, it was a it was a there was a low poll. Uh, people that actually believed that Trump won was like polling at eighty percent, but what they don't tell you is only a hundred thousand people voting. <laughs> <laughs> We pulled everyone at the Trump thousand. rally, and yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, they pulled everybody at the Trump rally. Nobody, nobody really across America. Just like that turnout, how you won the Iowa caucus? Is it the lowest voting term ever in Iowa? I was like, well, wow. sure, they didn't say that. This poll white trash went on to become the president of the United States. Well, the caucus is kind of a shit show anyways. There's a bunch of people standing in gyms and churches yelling at one side to the other. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. And that's how many people voted. It's a cacophony. There are about 10 Christian churches, the only people that voted. <laughs> so we got the barn at the fairgrounds and uh, Trump won. <laughs> and my name is Jared, a.k.a. DJ Art, with two T's for a double dose of that Tink Tink. The D is silent, so it's just Jart. And here's my sound bite. This is a good one. I think you guys are going to appreciate this. I mean, this, it sounds like an incredible shoot, but there was an earthquake, Julian. That must have been quite terrifying for yourself and all of the cast members. Terrifying. Yeah. I was in a hotel on the 19th floor in the morning, and the building shook. I'd been in an earthquake before in LA. For some reason, it was different. I got under a doorway, because they all say, get under a doorway. And as I was standing there in the room shaking, I thought, this is crazy. So I got my passport, went out into the hallway, and the hallway was going like this. I'm not exaggerating. And there was a little lady dressed in black who was the manageress of that floor. She was knocking on the doors with her clipboard, checking the rooms had been cleaned to the right perfection, all the rest of it. She turned and saw me like this up against the door, and she said, Ah, no problem, no problem. I be here 20 years, no problem. That was it. <laughs> so was the woman Asian? <laughs> Could you tell by the eyes he made? <laughs> oh, I, wait, yeah, wait, wait, rewind that. Let me see the eyes. And there was a little lady dressed in black who was the manageress of that floor. She was knocking on the doors with her clipboard, checking the rooms had been cleaned to the right perfection, all the rest of it. She turned and saw me like this up against the door. And she said, Ah, no problem, no problem. I be here 20 years. Oh my no God. problem. Oh my God. <laughs> this motherfucker, dude. This dude. We're <laughs> Bilson, dude. People are like, can he just do one interview without being racist? <laughs> one my promotional God. interview without being racist. <laughs> oh yeah. Shout out to Liam Neeson. He knows how to he knows how to do things the right way. The, the right kind of racism. Well, in uh, news this week, in news, when keeping it real about things going wrong, 
goes wrong. <laughs> the man who went viral this past week for revealing he's been living in a storage unit has now been kicked out. And him and his girlfriend are now back on the street. What do you guys think about that? I don't like people playing on my phone. This fool, that's all I'm going to say. This fool. That's all I'm going to say. This fool did it to himself, dude. No, I don't like people playing on my phone. Uh, you know, I, I do feel sorry for him. The man's name is uh, Leland Desmond Brown Jr. And uh, he confirmed to the Shade Room, the Shade Room reporting this, shout out to Shade Room sponsorship, uh, that he has been kicked out of his unit and they are back on the street in Philadelphia. He says that management of the storage unit found out that he was living there after his TikTok went viral. Yeah, this fool. <laughs> and it, they said it here. violated the terms of the unit contract. I, I would think it violates the term, Jerry. He bought the unit to store stuff, not to live in and sleep in. Well, he did cook there. They slept there. His girlfriend in the video was passed out on the couch, face down, um, until he woke her up. <laughs> And uh, it seemed as though they had a nice little setup arrangement there. So I can't get mad at them for being creative. But at the same time, I'm like, that might be something you don't. <laughs> That's something you keep a secret, right? It's like, hey, I got this good thing going. Let me keep this a secret. No, not let me make a video and show how I'm using all the electricity and everything they got in here. Well, he seemed to have all the works. He's like, we got a generator. We yeah, can well, charge because right. they got they got plugs in here so we can always have power. He's like, uh, I got a little cooking stove. So when I want to cook, I go outside and I grill something up on the cooking stove. He had hot sauce packets and ketchup packets for condiments. Uh, my only question was, where the fuck do you shit? I shit on myself. They have bathrooms in there. He said he said we got bathrooms. So they would go to the and it was a 24 hour storage place. He also said it's a good I assume they have space bathrooms to work in out. There, Most of these storage places are going to have like. Uh, well, they have a bathroom. What do they need a bath? I guess maybe like in the office, but like just randomly throughout the storage unit. Yeah, because when people move their stuff in and out, you don't want them going to the office to use the restroom. You, you got public restrooms in there. Okay, that makes some sense, I guess. That makes some sense. Do you guys think that uh, this was a heady play by him or when keeping it real goes wrong? Uh, it was when keeping it real goes wrong, 100%. 100%. Vernon Franklin, once a heartwarming story of perseverance. Wu-Tang! Today, a sparkling example of when keeping it real goes wrong. In uh, other news, Florida is looking to pass a bill that will ban anyone under the age of 16 from having social media <laughs> yeah that that sounds like they'll be able to pull off has florida finally got something right <laughs> the problem is is what's their reason behind it like you said right mm -hmm. i mean yeah it sounds like a great idea to keep kids off social media but then it's just like but it's probably if florida's doing this for all the wrong reasons ron DeSantis, the governor quoted as the birthplace of the parents revolution so you know, at least the government's going to take that decision out of their hands. <laughs> well, I've been discussing this for a long time. I mean, a long time. And when I seen my grandchildren getting on uh, social media and like looking at things like way too fast, you got to remember when we was kids, Aaron, 
we would have to look for, I mean, really have to dig for filth farm filth. Hello, Mr. Cosby. And you hear, I would like to talk to you <laughs> about some of the things that you do in your show. Oh, we, we didn't have filth, man. Work. You get lucky if you got a squiggly line coming through on the Playboy channel we that you didn't pay work. for. Well, just just all of that. And then now, <laughs> you're lucky if your 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 your, your uh, TV went up past channel sixty. <laughs> even back. with yeah, no, but it, even with that, um, you know, mentally with the, with the what it's doing to these kids, talking about suicide and all this stuff. But um, we didn't have filth. We didn't have. People's opinion in front of us all the time. We can do that. You know what? Kids could hate at you, think you you could smell like you know you could accidentally you know shard it in class, and guess what? That shit ended in class or ended the next week. Motherfuckers forgot about it, right? But now with social media, it's a much different uh, aspect of schooling. Like for us, Jared. I mean, like you know, you go, you you know, shit happened. It just it it just happened and it died, right? It died. Something happened. I remember uh, when this fool got caught jerking off at school one day. Why do I smell baby oil? And it, it was like a funny thing to joke around with. You know, that next couple of days, everybody had laughs. He was a little embarrassed. After that, it was dead. No one fucking cared, right? There was no social media, no going home, really. You might talk to a couple of friends at home about it, but nothing big. Now, anything you do, anything you do at home gets put on shit. Yeah, I, I keep hearing about these uh, when students get in fights nowadays, everyone puts it on their social media. Oh, and, and the funny thing is, it's it's basically free documentation for the uh, for the and, and they use it. I know at the high school they use it. But here's the crazy thing. It's not even they put it on their own. There's also fight. There's there's ones like the kids at school started different fight ones that they post to it. It's, it's the point where, you know, we had to take the cell phone away from my my grandson, because somebody was trying to, damn near trying to kidnap him, some lady, some crazy stuff. Um, yeah, it's, I don't like I don't like the kids with the social media. I believe kids should be a kid as long as you can be a kid. Yes, um, I, I don't like the government controlling it. I just don't wish we. I just wish we had some type of way to. I don't know, parent better. Because when the government, government start doing stuff, they seem to screw up everything. Sound like sound like you sound like you off of Florida, Pedro. Because it don't matter if you're a parent, yeah. if your kid don't jump yeah. on social media, don't jump it on social media. It sounds like Florida might have got something right. <laughs> sound like sound like Pedro in agreement with Ron, Ronald DeSantis. And I say to my child, I say, child, I say, what did the man say on the stage? And he says, pop, the man comes out and says these things. I said, well, what did he say? He says, pop, he comes out and says some stuff. I said, well, what did he do? He says, pop, he walks out and he goes, hello, suck this and MF and kiss my big black stuff and suck it and stick it down in your mouth and suck it, suck it. That part of them with the, the African slave stuff, I ain't. Ronald Descrantis. We use black power to create white guilt. My approach is biblical. How can I ask my heavenly father to forgive me if I can't forgive my brother? You know, you know good and damn well, uh, white folks earn all they they profit off of black men, off of black men's bodies, black men and women. So cut it out, Ron DeSantis. In other news, Ron DeSantis has announced he's going to suspend 
his presidential uh, campaign. He also announced that he's going to allow Donald Trump to Donald Trump to have sex with his wife and film it. I googled you. <laughs> he's a, I'm going to let a Russian cult. oligarch film it. <laughs> no, he's going to film it himself. Why we're in a cage? Uh, well, uh, shout out to Florida uh, for you know taking the choice away from the parents before the child is considered an adult, um, which is exactly what y'all been talking about giving parents the power uh maybe not i don't know it's a little confusing but oh but how, the hell they gonna, how the hell are they gonna enforce that oh they know? said the bill hb1 requires social media platforms to use age verification methods to prevent accounts for those younger than 16 years old to turn you know uh, and to terminate existing accounts you know what's funny you think the, you think twitter gonna do that <laughs> It's, you know what's funny? The, the the Republicans always re introducing a bill to sound very social, socialist. I don't get it. Don't I thought you wanted America to be free? Uh huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless you have choice, you want you want us to have a Christian choice. That's called freedom. Yeah, white Jesus is freedom. Mm hmm. Well, yeah, I, th I think it's going to be interesting to see if they can do this. Uh, you know, I recently visited Montana and, uh, you know, tick Montana banned TikTok. It. But TikTok's still alive and well in Montana because it got caught up <laughs> after they passed it and it hasn't fully gone into effect. And I don't know that Montana has the tech support or the geek squad strong enough to get it off everyone's phones or stop the servers from sending TikTok. So um, <laughs> it opened the door. So now I can send my brother TikToks. <laughs> Exactly, right. He can't stop that shit, man. Uh, and none of his friends that live up there that are in our baseball league have any excuses not to watch any of our TikToks anymore. And, that, and that's the same way. That's just like when you go to like S Bang or something, and that 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 thing pop up as soon as you click on it and say, "Are you 18?" And it's like, "Hey, man, oh, I God, should have clicked no." <laughs> like, come on, man. That's that's as much you gonna get out of it. Well, I could see maybe they they put in some stringent laws and they, um, you know, if you get caught, your kid gets caught having it, then the parents will then be held accountable and given some kind of fine that's going to be hefty enough that they're going to be Florida, like, get man. that shit off your phone. They give a hefty fine for that, but everybody allowed to carry a strap. Once I make it, no bullet can affect me. Uh, well, maybe maybe they'll uh, maybe they'll start working on uh, gun control. Uh, or just gun regulation a little better out there too in other states. Maybe 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 Florida's the new California and you know starting a trend of please. <laughs> please. Yeah, please. Uh anyways, well uh good luck Florida and Florida uh, needs a little bit of California and California needs a little bit of Florida in it. Uh once you guys uh stop banning books, I'm gonna really start thinking y'all are making the right moves. All right. Uh in uh in other news, Doctor Sound the Alarm over overdose concerns after a new snortable a new snortable caffeine powder was introduced to help give people a quick kick without having to drink a cup of coffee what do you guys they already think have that? that they already have that it's called cocaine cocaine is a hell of a drug <laughs> <laughs> people gonna start having bloody noses for no reason i swear i wasn't doing no cocaine i swear it's just know. my caffeine <laughs> Now you don't know who on coke and who on caffeine. Man, this drug culture. I, I'm trying to remember. Okay, we had crack cocaine. You smoke crack, don't you? We had crack. We had heroin. And now we got. We didn't really have heroin. Had, heroin got cheap. 
You had you had some cheap yeah. street version heroin, but mostly heroin when we were growing up, Pedro was the that was the rich. That's why that's why all the fucking celebrities were dying from it. You had to have money to have it. Shout out to River Phoenix. Yeah, I just yeah. I'm not into the Come on, you just shout out River Phoenix. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on our show. Come shout out, shout out to Chris show, Farley. Man. Come on our show. <laughs> shout out to Joaquin Phoenix who shout out to Johnny Depp who lounge that was what's the name of the lounge vortex vortex something like that i don't know all i know is that he uh he was a method actor and then the movie from hell he was living in a coke den or no no an opium den opium den yeah viper room that was the name of the viper room drug culture is uh, now it's just like uh, you, you now people are choosing to live under shelter or just smoke outside that's well, it's been normalized, choices. right? Yeah, it's, been it's also normalized, been normalized so. by the pharmaceutical companies. Yeah, and people are losing the way their way of living and giving up because they'd rather do that drug first. You a whole cokehead out here, bro? Mm. I remember they did this whole documentary on this couple um, homeless in Seattle with a kid. So they went through the whole documentary talking about yeah how tough it is to get a job and. Well, they actually had jobs. Both of the parents had jobs, and they couldn't find a place. And it was like, oh, yeah, we need a, we got to have a place. Failed to mention in the documentary until somewhere halfway through it, both of the parents was on drugs. Look at me, boy. Don't you smoke crack. They <laughs> don't sound like he really listened uh, to Nancy Reagan's Dare to Get Kids Off Drugs. Man, it was crazy because it's, they made it seem like they was just so innocent. And I'm like, dude. You have a child. You got to make a choice. I'm going to tell you all the truth. I got my dare t-shirt, but I never really passed because I got chicken pox during <laughs> I got the chicken pox. So I never finished my dare program. Man, you I gave me the t-shirt, though. I, got, I finished my dare program and Mr. TK said food don't do drugs. Yeah, I remember we were doing the Mr. The Dare program. We had this black police officer come in and he spoke to us on different assemblies throughout the year. And then uh, one day I came back and I was all juiced and I was like, "Dad, yeah, the cop came," and dad, and, and you know, I like, you know, I saw a black cop. I was like, "Okay, man, man, I can trust you know, just trustworthy cop." And my dad mm-hmm. was like, "Don't you listen to a motherfucking word that motherfucker says." I said, "But daddy's black. I don't give a fuck." <laughs> Daddy might have had a couple Michelobes at that point, but he would not have. He's like, "Don't you listen to motherfucking police." <laughs> he had to teach you a lesson. Good thing he had those Michelos because he had I to was teach you six. that lesson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you couldn't have learned it no sooner. Right. He knew the right, the time was right. Michelo <laughs> helped him make that decision. He didn't need to wait till the weekend. Forget what Money B said. He did not need to wait for the weekend. Shout out to Michelo sponsorship. <laughs> That's a, a, uh, I think I think Florida and Rhonda Sandys would be proud of that. <laughs> Shout out to Money B for kicking Michelo alive through the nineties. Um, Money being Uncle Mutt, the only people still still probably drink, kept Michelo alive through the '90s and early 2000s when everyone forgot about it. Yeah, if if, if uh, buying and drinking exclusively Michelob got you some kind of you know shareholders and stakes in the company, my dad would be uh, he 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 might be a majority minority owner. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, well, uh, in this report, a person said he found he discovered this notable caffeine uh, called One a Bump. Who was on crack? <laughs> Come on, man. That's the name of it. And uh, ordered a one gram vial for $14.99 and found an immediate energy boost and uh, says it doesn't affect 
his ability to sleep the same way coffee and coffee and other caffeine forms do. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, man. Go ahead. Just man. Okay. Is this an affordable way to do cocaine? I, I, I don't know if I should be more mad. I'm, i I give more credit if he was actually snorting cocaine. This is worse. <laughs> he just needs to move <sighs> to Canada, wherever they're thinking about legalizing cocaine. Oh no, I need to move to Oregon. Yeah, Oregon too. Yeah, all these places trying to legalize cocaine and even uh opiates now potentially so honestly i'm, I'm surprised cocaine ain't legal legal in california the way uh california florida new york i'm surprised they ain't try to find a way to tax it there as the prison industrial complex you know goes through its ups and downs and they you know st- and people are you know striking at the fact that they're have all these privatized businesses uh, pr- prisons and it's such a revenue uh, generating, you know, industry basically, uh, as we, you know, reform components of that, you know, and there's, you're going to have less people that you can incarcerate. So they're like, you know, it's gonna, you know, let's, let's, let's have less incarceration because we can't build these prisons at the same rate we were doing, you know, 10, 20 years ago. So, uh, let's legalize it, start taxing it, generate revenue that way. Anyways. Um, well, uh, are you guys thinking that you might try a little of this, uh, want a bump? Pedro, for the road, those long hauls? Oh, no. I'll just stick to cocaine. AG3. I'll stick to cocaine like everybody was doing. I, I found out later on it was doing at my job in, uh, in LTL Freight and also at the post office. Is this one off yeah, the record, Pedro? On the record. <laughs> Uh, by the way, sorry, Taco Pablo. I kept that conversation, but I did bleep out some uh, things we we said in the conversation so that nobody knows that we were talking about cocaine. Uh, I'll bleep that out too. <laughs> Let's sprinkle some crack on him and get out of here. Uh, anyways, AG three, what do you feel? Would you uh, try this one a bump? I know you're a little more sensitive to caffeine than uh, than some other people, but uh, you I know. drank too much caffeine today. I'm all jittery, but I still feel tired as fuck right now. So I don't know. I know. I don't know what that person's talking about. Mm-hmm. No, nah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do no. I wouldn't start shit up my nose, Jared. <laughs> I worry because if it's a white powder and you sniff it up your nose and it's caffeine, and like maybe you get a little crumble in your nostril hairs, or you just get a little residue, like you know, or you get a little nasal drip, and it start you got a white substance mm-hmm. coming out of your nose. People would be like, "Was this motherfucker just doing cocaine?" You gonna give yourself exactly. a bad look potentially wherever it is that you work by having powdery residue on your upper lip or in your nostrils or seeping out your your goddamn. Uh, your, your nose. I, I wonder, does it give you the drip in the back of your throat the same way uh, so many people have discussed cocaine doing? Mm-hmm. Is, that the, is that what they say? I didn't know. Yeah, apparently when you do cocaine, because I've never tried it ever in my life, <laughs> <laughs> it causes uh, you get the you get the drip after it goes in. You get, yeah, you get that drip. Anyway, yeah, well, I, I guess if it clears out your sinus, yeah. they don't clear it out, Pedro. That shit, uh. that shit basically dripping. Out. Yeah, but maybe it is clearing out, but it's dripping a lot of bullshit. I hear. <laughs> I want blood. <laughs> no. yeah, just, just snorting all the time. <sighs> Anyways, uh, well, uh, shout out to one a bump. Uh, we're looking for sponsors, so if you want to sponsor the show, we will. Plug the shit out of you. Hold on, hold on. Is it legal? 
It's legal, so you can buy it online for fourteen ninety nine. Jesus Christ, Lord have mercy. Uh, maybe, and maybe, was... uh, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll buy. Maybe I'll, we'll send some to you guys, and that'll be the next taste test we do. <laughs> Come on, no, you don't send it to me. You definitely don't send it to me. Send it to y'all for Crackhead History Month. We'll. Uh... <laughs> It's a crackhead history month. Yeah, crackhead history month. Don't worry. Trust me, I've been crackhead history. What what, what is it? February. (laughs) In other news, R. Kelly alleges he didn't know about a lawsuit that led to the judge awarding six women ten point five million dollars. The reason why he said he didn't know is because he can't read good or understand. (laughs) reading and language beyond uh, elementary school level. <laughs> Are you guys shocked or not? Nah? We didn't talk about this last week? I don't remember. It came out like a Monday or Tuesday. Like, right oh. oh, well, you know, I mean, I think he's lying, but it's a nice try. <laughs> I think he, uh, Pedro. he's a music writer and that, that, and he writes music and instruments and music. I think he's lying there. Well, have you heard his lyrics though, Aaron? His lyrics ain't the most deep, bro. They ain't the most. And it sometimes, isn't, but it's still, but he still wrote those, all the songs and the music. You this can't, is how good you he can't. was. No, no, I'm gonna give R. Kelly credit. This is how good he was at, you know, writing music or, you know, making music and, and his, he had a smooth way of singing his, his words. But he was the first person that I really heard who would speed up words to make sure he could fit them in there in certain songs, right? It didn't really flow, it didn't fit. So like the articulation, I was like, this nigga ain't that articulate. <laughs> like he he really tried to say exactly what he want to say. And so like, I was like, but sound good. It might be a little creepy, nah, it might see, be inappropriate. Songs. Don't forget, he wrote hundreds of songs for other artists. And he wrote the lyrics and the music, Jared. He lying, dude. I don't know. I don't Jared, know. Jared, he lying. He wrote songs for Celine Dion and, and Michael Jackson, he fucking lying, dude. How much he you want to bet player. he had somebody or somebody at, at the at the other company he wrote the song with? They said, "All right, R. R. Kelly, give us what you got," and then they transcribe it because they're like, "This nigga can't read or write." Bro, his lyrics of a lot of his songs, his songs, his songs. So like those bangers, a lot of times sound like I've said this before: a middle school, a middle schooler writing in their journal, You're looking at trying his to write lyrics, some poetry. Man. No, Jared. No, think about all the songs he wrote, man. Uh, no. Give no. me a song that he wrote that that is deep. Who, who, I believe who I can fly. I believe I can fly. Was he wrote a, the world's greatest. Uh, no, no. Uh, you are Come not on. alone by Mike, Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson had a lot to do with that. Don't don't you dare. No, no. He wrote the song. Jim. He wrote and all that. Now you gonna say I believe I can fly? Hold on. I used to think that I could not go on. I don't remember the rest of the lyrics, but uh, yeah, we, no, hold on. I believe I can fly was a humble song. It connected. It was one of those songs that it, did, it wasn't too democratic. Where they talking down to people, people feel like he's talking down to them. But it was it was metaphorical enough for the people that were like, man, this this song has something to it. But it was dumbed down enough for people who were like, don't talk down to me when you sing to understand the lyrics and be like, oh man, I can get down with it. And the nigga sound good. Jared, if you believe that this motherfucker is a great, I, I, it's a lie. Uh, Pedro, are you shocked that R. Kelly is alleging he can't read good, and that's why he didn't know they gave away ten point five million dollars of his? <laughs> um, no, I'm not shocked. Is is this story true, or is this uh, is this t- this is uh, no, it's true. Oh R. Kelly saying, but I think okay. it's a damn lie to try to get out of things. 
I don't really don't have anything to say on the matter. It's just, it's like he needs attention in jail, you know? It was an inspiring song. He got it. He got to make it with MJ for Space Jam. Okay, no, but like when you look Jerry, at the, when they write songs, they don't work on it with the artist, man. He wrote it, and that's how R. Kelly wrote songs. He wrote it, and then it was like Prince. Prince wrote the songs, and then a lot of people didn't know he wrote it because he just he this is it. I designed it for this artist, and I gave it to him. Aaron, I'm not he saying you it. can't like the songs. I'm not saying that the songs wasn't good. No, I'm, I'm saying, saying I think he's lyrics, fucking lying. No, the lyrics ain't. They're not all like they. He also bad. wrote "Fortunate," "Fortunate" for Maxwell. Fortunate to have mm. you. Girl. I like that song. It's a good one. Hey, fortunate that that that's one of his that's that's a good one that one builds more to his credibility to write you dude, know, he can write more Jared. that's just you you i know it sounds like yeah. a good story if it's true but it, i don't think it is dude so you I think, think it's all a sham right yeah i just think that he's, he's probably chasing clout right now well what does he benefit if i admit he can't read good <laughs> i don't think he's chasing clout i think he's trying to just get <laughs> Trying to get some sympathy. Trying to get for sympathy. Himself. Sympathy. Sympathy. Not, trying to get the court to make you know, attention. Man. Look, my my brother's in <laughs> my brother's in prison, and he and he complains like if he's innocent, you know, on certain days. Mm-hmm. I don't like to bring my personal business in it, but some certain days he complains as if it's his our mother's fault, the reason why he went down that path or the way he was raised. That's what they teach him in prison. I could see this being a situation where, you know, he was in another, uh, uh, what is it, a Joy King interview, and uh, he just started talking about things and going off. I'm very vulnerable, man. And uh, he talked about how he can't read good, and they gave away money he didn't, he never realized because when they I showed didn't him. The... Read. <laughs> I'm fighting for my fucking literacy. I'm fighting for my literacy. I'm fighting for my life. <laughs> 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 All right, Aaron. I need another. I need another banger from R. Kelly that was like so articulately written. You don't know half the songs, man. I'm, I tell you what. Uh, uh, a little bit older now by High Five, the High Five song. Okay. And now, uh, Aaron, and and this is not taken away from the fact that R. Kelly knows how to make music and knows how to you know write. No, I just think he's fucking lying. That's my only thing. I just think he lying. I don't know why you believe in his dumb his ass in there. I believe he's lying, dude. I, I believe he can't read good. <laughs> I, I don't believe that. I believe I believe I don't believe he can fly cuz <laughs> he got he he flew over some of those uh, accusations for a while. Uh, there, he also it. wrote Janet Jackson anytime any place. Janet Jackson anytime I don't know that. So I I probably know it but I don't know it. It's a great fucking song. I'm not saying the songs aren't good, Aaron. Nobody's saying R. Kelly's songs aren't good. You taking it to me you know, no, I'm talking about, about I'm talking about no way lyrics, he wrote these dances. Some of his lyrics still being kind of like me, me, not the greatest all the time, but still sounding I mean, so what good. Song, what song? I mean, what there's look, Jerry, it's a fucking song, man. It ain't a goddamn soliloquy or 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 goddamn thesis statement, right? Like, no one, no, I mean, we go through all of Smokey Robinson songs. There's nothing that's going to sit there. Smokey got some like, questionable oh, lyrics, shit. too. Or Sam Cooke and be like, oh, shit, man. These lyrics, man, these lyrics make me think that this motherfucker was a goddamn literature major man, at I'm Oxford. Starting to, I'm starting to think R. Kelly is your Draymond Green. No, it isn't, but I just don't. <laughs> no, 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 you no, over no, here, no. I just think you, you over here, you believe in, I mean, I understand there, there's some humor in this story, but I just don't think it's true. Now, this is a tight song. Now, this is a tight song, but it is. No, I I love this song, but like some of the lyrics, I was like, oh, okay. But it is. I didn't know that. They wrote bump up up boom like an 808. I'm ready to break it all.
since computer love. Bought this album the day it came out. I had this on CD. I had this. I think it's one that got stolen out of my car. Hey, you know what? Bro, I didn't know he wrote the Charlie Last Name Wilson song. Yeah, I didn't know that. His name is Charlie. Because what he used to say, when I write a song for an artist, I write it so it sounds like them. He used to argue when, when Babyface wrote a song, Babyface, it sounds like an artist singing a Babyface song. And he's right about that. He's 100 And I love Babyface. He's 100% right. Can you play the whole damn song? You get that? All right. Uh, shout out to R. Kelly. Come on our show. Uh, we would like to do a uh, spelling bee with no, you. No, never, never mind, R. Kelly. No, <laughs> not what you did with those children. Don't come on this show. Uh, Taco Pablo's not here. He's running a little late today uh, because he was being greeted. And having lunch with Joe Biden. Joe Biden is on the campaign tour oh, and is stopping at random Negroes' houses to act interested in their refrigerator pictures and sit down and have some chicken with them. Jesus Christ. Uh, they're looking at the refrigerator magnets and now they're eating some Chick fil A. Raise the canes. Oh, I wonder if there's Bojangles. Bojangles? Uh, anyways, uh, is this a good look for Joe Biden? Or uh... I mean, <laughs> can we can we have like a like a a second vice president, like have two vice presidents to help run the country? Why this motherfucker doing home visits and shit? He doing more home visits than a goddamn social worker do. Uh, he's on a trail, man. He's trying to let people of color know I got your back. If you don't vote for me, you ain't black. <laughs> we gonna eat fried chicken. I guess, I guess he gonna go to Chinese into a Chinese home and what was he gonna eat there? They were like, they're like, sorry, Joe, we didn't know we weren't sure what you could eat. But no problem, no problem. <laughs> yeah, he gonna, he gonna be acting like Liam Nelson eating. He gonna be like, he, he gonna no problem. Uh, do you have any oolong tea? <laughs> Mm -hmm. He's gonna go to every race and eat, 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 eat with the with just the stereotypical thing to eat. Okay, so why did they have the music in the background and not him speaking and talking? It was a TikTok video. A, uh, a teenager went viral uh, after posting that he was Joe Biden showed up to his house and had lunch with him and his family, and his daddy was showing him the picture magnets on the refrigerator, and he looked really interested. Okay, is there's there's no audio of them speaking? Um, uh, policies. I, <laughs> <on> policy. <laughs> hey, listen, President. Just, I need just, you right just him hanging around, hanging out with niggas. Listen, President. Is that what it is? I only got about six magnets on this fridge. It's a full stainless steel out exterior fridge, and I only got about six magnet picture magnets on here because the goddamn picture magnet game in the lobby is going out of control. We need to lower <laughs> these prices so I can have bigger and more substantial family pictures magnets on my fridge. There's a lot of space that was unused. <laughs> well anyways he's got my vote <laughs> god damn it jesus christ <laughs> going to hell in the handbasket man I, man we might turn into a third world country yeah. jesus yeah please please uh stay away from black people's homes uh mr president <laughs> 
Well, uh, we'll have to check in with Taco Pablo to see how it went. And um, if uh, if Taco Pablo convinced him to go buy a $14 burger with him. Um, anyways, uh, in other news, Chandler Jones and Antonio Brown are going to have or are planning to do a podcast together. Can you oh guys guess what that podcast is called? Concussion. <laughs> Uh, uh, the player CTE. in the CTE. <laughs> you talking uh, about you and you over here talking about R. Kelly can't read over here with his line. These the motherfuckers ain't got a brain cell. They only got a they got only a few brain cells combined right now. Come on, uh, I believe they said they were going to call it the CTE podcast. <laughs> Did they really say that? Uh, here's what Chandler Jones had to say on the Jackson podcast. Jackson spelled with double X's. Here's the clip. But going into your conversation of the CTE thing, I think it's funny. And me and Antonio Brown, we're actually going to run a, a podcast called CTE Podcast because they're saying that we both have CTE. So um, I don't know the other two words, the other two words in the acronym CTE, but I know the T stands for trauma. And I know it's not blunt force trauma. I know it doesn't also mean that you got hit in the head too many times. That doesn't mean that CTE is not real. I don't believe it's real. Cause we didn't um, hear about it back in the day. It's not real. No. CT is not real. The T and trauma could be being, from being molested as a kid from from things that you went through as a, from high school, and that could be trauma, mental trauma, emotional trauma, but not blunt force. Got punched in the head. Got too many tackles in the head. But, but, but going into your sense of something senseless, Aaron, you're not gonna be able to talk any sense to no Chandler Jones. I've been hit that many times. <laughs> or or uh, Antonio Brown. They were talking about perfect hit. Antonio Brown. <laughs> He's like, man, yeah. AIDS ain't real because back in the 50s, they wouldn't talk about it. <laughs> they didn't talk about it, man. They didn't discover it's called science, you niggers. Man, they didn't Sorry, talk about it. SARS ain't real. Only thing that's real is gout. <laughs> and high blood pressure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got the and high syphilis. blood pressure. <laughs> you either got syphilis or gout or high blood pressure. Everything else, they just lying. Cataracts ain't real because they wasn't talking about it in the twenties. <laughs> God, these guys lost their fucking miles. You right, Pedro. I don't know why I'm sitting here expecting yeah, 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 you, you, you gonna try to you gonna argue with with two Africans the the reason why it was easy to catch slaves. What's wrong with y'all niggas? What's wrong with you? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> that was they the reason why. It was like, see how strong these two niggas are? And watch how dumb they are. <laughs> Get them and do anything. Get them plow any field. Uh, shout out to Chandler Jones. Come on our show. <laughs> we like crazy thing. We like to talk no to you about you. your mental trauma. Your your no what traumas it couldn't be. It has to be and not the one to no your head. They used to call it punch drunk. Remember back in the day, they used yeah. to call it when a fighter couldn't talk anymore. When they used to be like 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 Tommy the Hitman Hearns. And, no, they also call it and, dementia or Alzheimer's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's they called it later on. <laughs> But when they were still young, it was called punch drunk. Like, oh man, he got kind of punch drunk. Like, like Sugar Shane Mosley. Yeah, but they can't talk no more or do anything. It's like, dude, that's CTE. Um. Well, uh, will you guys listen to the CTE podcast with Chandler Jones and AB if it does come out? Hell no, nah, I'm not gonna listen to it. You'll have all the sound drops we need. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think I can do that. Jerry. The nigga ain't got no sex. In sports news. In sports, the NFC and AFC championships are set. Baltimore Ravens will be hosting the Kansas City Chiefs, and the San Francisco 49ers will host 
the Detroit Lions. Yeah, Hold on. <sighs> we got to go through another goddamn San Francisco football game, y'all. So it's going mm-hmm. to be tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't watch the game yesterday. I was just staying away. I didn't want to watch it and be stressed out about hoping the Niners. Yeah. So, anyways, what do you guys think about the championship and the AFC and NFC championship? Uh, who do you have coming out? What did Jared say? We got to go through another San Francisco what? We got to go through another goddamn San Francisco 49ers. Oh, they're going to be the Super Bowl. Jared. NFC championship. They're going to be the Super Bowl, Jared. You think Jared Goff going to go in there and win on the road? Nope. I don't know. He's going to be nope. playing. Uh, he's literally going to be playing at home. You know. Um, yeah, but he ain't the home team. Yeah, Jared Goff, oh God. But you know what? Hey, he played in California for Lears and they couldn't beat the Niners back then. He got y'all to the uh. Super Bowl, though. Anyways, yeah, the goddamn football playoffs. Y'all go ahead. Say something. Whatever the fuck y'all want to say. I don't give a fuck. Man, okay, I'm going to start here, Jared. The legend of Patty Mahomes, man. I told Pedro before the game started, I said, man, this is going to be, this is, we, he just added to his legend, man. I think he's going to win two road games and then going for another Super Bowl under his belt. You don't yeah. think Lamar Jackson, nope. Lamar Jackson, the clear cut MVP? Oh, he gonna win MVP too. He should win MVP. He deserves it. I I'll give him MVP. He MVP. I think Patty Mahomes gonna be in another Super Bowl. Who do you think gives the Niners the best, the most difficult chance, or the who has the best chance of beating the San Francisco 49ers? That's really all I want to know. Is it gonna be the Patrick Ravens Mahomes. who have proven and and beat the shit out of the Niners, or Patrick Mahomes? Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I think Patrick Mahomes. I, I think I can think both. But I think both teams could beat beat them. The defense is better. Ravens defense is way better. I trust the Ravens. I mean, Kansas City defense put it in, put it in this more this year. They put it in this year, man. They this game was the only game that they they still didn't give up thirty points. They're the only team to not give up thirty points all year. Yeah, and, and they only average giving up sixteen a game. The Ravens, I do like the they fly around. They seem to be a little faster, I think, than Kansas City defense is. But to me, Kansas City defense is a little more proven. Don't forget, they were all rookies last year on that team, and then they went all the way and won the Super Bowl. So. Uh, I think they both, like Pedro, they both could beat the Niners, but I'm thinking Patrick Mahomes. If it came down to I want the ball in Patrick Mahomes' hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the better choice is Patrick Mahomes. He's got his playoff proven. Uh, he's big game proven. He's got the stats. He's got the resume. Um, but we're going to the 49ers um, in this Detroit game. Niners got lucky. Hoping- them bitch motherfuckers got lucky. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, Jared. Because <laughs> he done with the Niners' first comeback all season when they've been you need, down. You need to have game. a little luck. This point is how many years? Yeah. That was a first comeback. Mm-hmm. And um, they got lucky. They, uh, they, they actually, they, <sighs> the quarterback play wasn't well. I, I mean, it seemed like they should have stuck, stuck to the uh, run game. And, they got lucky they played a young team. Uh, the Niners got lucky they played a young team. That was the youngest. That yeah. was the youngest playoff team in history in the NFL. You know that, right? Yeah. Yeah. They were the youngest playoff team in history but in the they, NFL. They lucky they came across them, and you know they barely beat them. So they're they're vulnerable. Well, they do. They're um, going to get up against the Lions. My one hope is that the Lions, who have the number one run defense, can in the number thirty second. <laughs> I know, that's and that's that's defense. that's the issue. The, but the number thirty-three pass defense. Yeah, boy. Well, this is the issue, though. Even so, everybody open. So, so if they can stop the run, hopefully, and Aiden Hutchinson is pretty good about getting pressured, um, especially on that front side, that strong side, quarterback's face. So I feel like 
they can potentially give them a, a tough time defensively, at least, you know, stymie them and slow them down, not allow them to just, you know, when the Niners are humming, their their run pass like combinations and just and just balances like it's it's almost it's like really, really good. They're really good at balancing it, attacking you on the outside, up the gut and a lot of their passing, especially these dump offs and little check downs that Brock Purdy is so excellent at doing um are based off a, a you know a play action where then he just throws it straight out to the fullback or the running back that they then realize it's not a run play and they leave him alone for some reason right um so <laughs> you know that's that comes down to good coaching uh or just that layer of coaching that sometimes gets you know or some players just ain't got it in their mind i guess but <clears throat> i feel like they have a chance and i'm hoping like, can y'all tell me who, who do i need to pray to which uh, uh religious organization do i need to send a donation to uh how many different you know what i'm saying uh guys do i need to you know what i'm saying horcrux my life uh to, to so that the niners lose next weekend uh pray to that theology school trump university <laughs> send, your, send your money to that theology school trump university right now right now whoever god netanyahu is praying to pray to that god <laughs> Who who? Nick Young? Netanyahu. You get all the support. You get all that American support. <laughs> yeah. I need to I need to figure out either, either that cracker ass cracker Netanyahu or that cracker ass cracky Trump University. <laughs> cracker ass cracker. Oh uh, yeah, I that's my hope. The past defense the Niners passing game, they can they can they can throw it they can throw it around the field, but it really is a play action offense. That is when it is at its best and most difficult to stop. And that's when they just grind on you and wear you down and just have, you know, just chunk plays, but still like long drives, um, where they just move methodically down on you, just plus play after plus you play. You gotta get the lead on them. You gotta get the so, lead on them. Yeah. And 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 Detroit with their offense and what makes them, you know, kind of dangerous is they have they have Amon Ra, St. Brown, but the, a lot of their guys are like talented, but they're kind of unknown, not super like. Tight, my like, boy Josh Reynolds, boy, he played in the Super Bowl. Yeah, Josh Reynolds. You got they got another dude who's a speed receiver, and then they got Amon Ra, St. Brown. They got one other guy. So you got that's where I thought maybe the Packers would. They caught the Cowboys off guard because you don't know who to guard because they don't just feed one guy. Or he doesn't have one guy that's like his outlet that he just like always goes to, and that makes that makes it you know challenging. You know, if if he's in a groove and he's just finding whoever's open, like. You don't know, you know, you might have your best cover people on, on the wrong guy a lot. So hopefully that will help. But also they got some young backs still. David, uh, David Montgomery is still relatively young. And then you got Jameer Gibbs, who's uh, dynamic, especially, you know, got the backfield. If Sam Laporta's healthy, then, you know, they, they can attack him in myriad ways. They lost the backup tight end. They lost the backup tight end. Well, it really just he comes down to it's really going to come down to whether or not Jared Goff gets pressured consistently where he just starts doing stupid ass Jared Goff shit. Cause Jared Goff will Jared Goff. If you can get pressure on him, he will give you like two, like really good opportunities for turnovers a game. If you can pressure him consistently. He was farting in bathtubs laughing your ass off. We'll see what happens. Yeah. If, I, it, if Jared Goff is not stepping into his throws, that's, that's the thing. If you can get him off his office, knock him off his teeth. That's the pressure that they're going to need. And with those two defensive ends, I'm thinking they'll be able to get to them. Who? Uh, Chase, man, your boy Chase, which one call it, got blown off the line of scrimmage by a wide receiver. Chase, now, whoever's, whoever's going against Penny Sewell, I think, is going to be a good matchup, but I think he's he's an elite tackle, um, right tackle. So they're going to keep him out of his face, hopefully, ideally, a uh, lot. Yeah. But, but his uh, that's what they need to do. Be, 
If you can keep him out, if you can keep them. The right tackle, the right tackle will be going against uh, Nick Bosa. I mean, yeah, Nick Bosa. Uh, the right side is Chase Young, non, non, non having a good season ass. Yeah, but they'll mix it. They'll go back and forth. But yeah, he typically lines up on that left side of the defense yeah. or right side. Um, so yeah, that's 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 all we can hope for. So hopefully we'll see um, uh, Detroit. Shout out to Detroit. Detroit crime rate down. Detroit people happy. Detroit, let's go. Come on, Motown. Not, 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 not considered. If you if you watch the statistics on uh, KC, the squirt uh, crime rate's not down. <laughs> Casey, Jared, man, yeah. Oh, Detroit. I wish they were sponsored by KC and Squirt. That's where that movie was made, Jared. Detroit, boy, boy. Uh, all right. Well, uh, the Dallas Cowboys decided to keep Mike McCarthy. Great news. That means it's going to all blow up if they don't do anything this year, and then we can just reset. Uh, in other news, also, the Raiders hired Antonio Pierce to remain their head coach, their full-time head coach. Do you guys think that this is a great hire or maybe an impulse move on a good feeling at the end of the season? I I think it's a good hire for the Raiders. The Raiders uh, under Mark Davis have been trying to like keep having these splash and big name coaches. This was, this was the first go with someone that's that, that, you know, if you're going to pick a a head coach is a leader of your team. You don't always have to have some schemer, some especially because we don't know. Just because someone have a scheme in one place, don't mean it's going to work in another place. He he showed leadership, man. He showed what you wanted, leadership, and he's willing to. You know, I think he's willing to bring in the right people to help him. And the players played for him, man. The players wanted him, so that's already a win right there, man. And the team looked better under him. Look how much they look. They look better under him. That was a good move. What do you think, Pedro? Uh, X's and O's. We won't know. Um, leadership, yeah. I mean, that should that should be a good hire. Uh, we'll have to see. Is you know, his story's not to be written, but the way things are going and the way things are right now, it, it just seemed like like Aaron said they played better. I can't argue with that. They played better mm-hmm. when he was at the helm. Uh, yeah, they had the genius Josh McDaniels out there uh, not doing a damn thing with that offense. I'll tell you, if you had a if you have a bad boss and your boss is a dickhead and everyone hates him, it's really hard to be at your best. I'll say that I've had that. Yes, battle. and you just need the boss not to be there, but a head coach got to be there. So you're like, if the head coach ain't here, we are gonna be fine. Just let him just work. Let him be on a business trip this week. <laughs> so Pierce took over for uh, the Raiders as the interim head coach for the second half of the season after they fired Josh McDaniel because he's a piece of shit, terrible human being that's not a good leader of men, um, and. Uh, led them to have a winning record the second half of the season. And I had them one week and basically a win out of the playoffs potentially. So I do agree he turned the season around um, or turned it in a new direction as it was going very, very bad. As a player, he was a guy, middle linebacker, those Giants teams that won Super Bowls, um, was a player. Like he wasn't like the, he wasn't the best linebacker in the league, but he was a, he was a pro bowl worthy linebacker a couple seasons. He was a good player. Like he was a leader, one of those leaders of that defense that was able to, you know, make some noise. So I can see him continuing that. I, it seems like he's done that. And I do worry it was an impulse because you had Max Crosby coming out. I would trade me if you don't bring him back and other people. Yeah, kinda, but, you know, but, but don't forget people did that for Versace and they didn't, they didn't stick for Versace. Yeah, and they would have been better and, off. And they went to the playoffs. They turned the yeah. season around and went to the playoffs with Versace. And, and that was a horrible year. And they made it through it. That was a year that they had two players arrested. 
one in jail for murder and everything. And so, and, and then the John Gruden and they all came out and said the same thing. They all wanted Versace and they didn't do it. So yeah. I don't think it was that much. I think it was, it might be a, it might be an impulse because it was playing off of that mm-hmm. where maybe they should have went in that direction. But Mark Davis is usually looking for the splash. And I think this was a move in the right direction. Yeah, this is a culture decision. This is setting a culture for your team. And even if he's not the guy to get you to the next level, this is a guy that from as a yep. being a player that did it well and has Super Bowl rings to, you know, in, in, entering the coaching ranks, like um, he's going to be able to, you know, come with that credibility, be like, this is how you win. Yeah, that's what I'm like saying. Like he, he's got the winning culture behind him. And you can, you can tell immediately when – Mm. He took over. I mean, it was even they, they played a couple of bad games, but they was in it because um, yeah, they were in a bunch of mistakes. They beat yeah. Kansas mistakes City. Gone, yeah, and all the mistakes was gone. Yeah, they beat, beat Kansas City. Was uh, it in Kansas City? In Kansas City. In Kansas yeah. City. Yeah, they beat yeah, Kansas they, City. They, 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 they took all the mistakes. He's like, hey man, we can't have these mistakes. We can't do all the stuff. They we cut Marcus the Peters. Come on. <laughs> they did. They that was a smart game. move. That was a he smart was, move, man. He was he wasn't he apparently just wasn't covering well, but I was talking to a friend <laughs> right. and, and he was like, uh-huh. Man, he don't tackle. He's not in there. He don't put want to put his nose in and tackle. You see him whiffing on tackles that you know, he's always considered a physical corner, kind of a press man corner. Like you want your dude to get in there and tackle. You can't be letting dudes get extra twenty, thirty or take it to the house because you don't come up and fill your gap the way you need to. Um, or just whiff on dudes, you know. Yeah. So, I didn't watch enough Reddit games to know, but I see they, they made whole, there was a whole what? video of Marcus Peters plays that were like it was probably about a dozen plays, but in different games where he just totally whiffed or just like did not commit to like he's one of those Bay Area being even though the, the Raiders ain't still in the Bay Area, they still got a lot of Bay Area loyalty. And that was one of those I was like, why are they signed it? This is one of those Bay Area loyalty things. Just well, like talent- when they brought Marshawn Lynch back and they brought now they bring they always bring in foods that always are from the Bay Area to play for them, especially when they washed up. The talent, like, the talent was there, but injuries and then, you know, it's always been a question of, you know, his his mindset. His talent ain't been there for the last three years, though, Jared. Last couple, two, three years. Well, then, now, well, now he doesn't, you know, through injuries and, you know, and he's mm-hmm. older. He's gotten as a football player. He's older now. He's a veteran. You're, you're expected to be a dude that can come in there and help. But, you know, he's bounced around from team to team because I think his his mindset isn't uh, conducive to, you know, staying consistently with the team, unfortunately. So um, but I heard that one of the sticking points that that the Raiders really liked about what Antonio Pierce said when they were talking to him is that he he was upfront about like, I don't know, like everything. And his goal is to bring in um, the best, you know, team of, you know, assistants that he can, uh, whoever's available that he can get in there to be uh, OC. Um, I think they retained the defensive coordinator, but like to get other, you know, um, position coaches in there with experience that are going to kind of fit that same mold of what they envision. Um, you know, it's, it, uh, yeah, it's moving in the right direction. As long as they don't do something stupid next year and try and overcomplicate it or, you know, get Kellen Moore to be our offensive coordinator, you'll be fine. No, they don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Every, and, and you know what's funny? How many people thought said San Diego 
or chose them to go to AFC title game or Super Bowl because they got Kellen Moore. That's like, man, Kellen Moore going to put them over. This offense over the top. Offense looks, man, they, they didn't throw screen passes to Austin Eckler, who was the year before was looking like Priest Holmes on screen passes. Yeah, I, I knew I shouldn't have drafted Austin Eckler, but it was like sitting there as like the number two or three pick. And I was like, well, he's no, like it's sitting, you had to draft. Him. I was like, God damn it. But I was like, he's not going to see the same amount of passes because nope. Kellen Moore don't do that. And I thought Kellen maybe, Moore. I thought maybe Kellen Moore would learn and say, hey, let me come in here and play to the strengths of some of my players, not just trying to and steal my bullshit ass screen pass machine. And he didn't throw one. He threw, didn't throw. I think he threw one screen pass to him all year. That's bad. That's bad. Austin uh, Eckler caught like he basically out. caught sixty four passes of screen passes last year. Yeah, he, you know he's averaging like five catches a game. You game, know. and now he went down to one. Yeah. To Shout out to my homie Lil Mike. He's a Chargers fan. He always. Gets on me about the Cowboys. He said he basically says that uh, uh, the Chargers are the uh, West Coast version of the Cowboys. They're ba- we're basically like the same teams. No. It's always disappointing. And uh, no, Chargers we... had disappointment their whole life. If you're a Charger fan, <laughs> Cowboys had some times of winning. Well, in the last twenty Double years, times. it's basically just been the Cowboys. Yeah, but I mean, I'm, they keep getting hyped I'm, I'm up. All, Remember I'm the Philip River so. years? They were hyped up. You know what I'm saying? They're like, almost man, fifty. LT Chargers are Rivers, not the same, and they they could never get over the hump. You know, so anyways, all right. Uh, well, uh, shout out to Antonio Pierce. Come on our show. We'd love to talk to you about what it is that is important to establish in the mindset of a team and individual players as a leader of men and, and what you're going to do to uh, curate uh, a locker room culture that will allow this team to thrive moving forward and building towards the future. UFC 297. Um happened with a, a very very packed card of people you don't know about fighting and two people that you might know about fighting sean strickland and dracus duplices two beacons of white chauvinism and white supremacy that if you could ever think of them <laughs> uh duplices a south african man claimed he is the true african champion uh this was said last year when the ufc had three african champions uh or four maybe Nganu, adesanya um what was that your boy um uzman was still champion um and he claimed as a south african white beautiful wide man that he was the true king of africa so go figure um and uh, then there's sean strickland who is you know what he makes Tito Ortiz at times still looks stupid, but like just a kind, caring, stupid old man. <laughs> Sean Strickland um, was asked in a press conference whether he was going to watch the women's championship fight, which two of the women I knew, one of them, she's been kind of around for a while. She's not great. And then the other woman I'd never heard of were fighting for the women's bantamweight title or something like that. And he basically said, why the fuck would I watch that? It's like WNBA, you going to watch the NBA you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to watch that shit. I could be doing something better, drinking a beer or whatever. Basically just said women's MMA, you know, is, is jack shit. But then when asked about some inflammatory comments uh, he made about feeling like a failure as a man if his son turned out to be gay by a reporter, he went on a full-on tirade. Uh, here's what he had to say. 
Uh, we've got a pretty supportive gay and lesbian yeah. community in this city. I did want to ask you about something you wrote a couple of years ago. You said, if I had a gay son, I would think I'd... Oh, look, another... another I'm saying to you, the swamp, you guys, the swamp. You become a champion, you become a star, and, and someone says... Let me ask model. you something. Have are you, you, are you, are you gay? Have are, you had the chance no, to interact with a more diverse are you, crowd? Let me know. Are you gay? Can I, hear, can I get an answer? Well, no, I'm asking. I'm, this is a part of... Are you, are you a gay man? I'm an ally of the community. Okay. If you had a son and he was like, you know, you had a son, he was gay, you'd be like, oh, man, you don't, you don't want a grandkid? No problem with it. Oh, man. Well, you, dude, you're a weak fucking man, dude. You're like, you're part of the fucking problem. You elected Justin Trudeau. Like, would you fucking, when he sees the bank accounts, like, you're just fucking pathetic. And, and the, fact that, the fact that you have no fucking backbone and, and has he shut down your fucking country and seized bank accounts, you ask me some stupid shit like that, go fuck yourself. Move the fuck on, man. I feel like that doesn't really coward. answer the question, but I did want to ask also things you said about the trans community. You said uh, this past October when they announced the Bud Light sponsorship that you'd go so hard on Bud Light in your next fight, they'll have to accept me or denounce me when, uh, when they know what, and we'll know what they stand for. Are you this guy's like, hey, this Canadian's not that Canadian. Are you still going to use your fight time to kind of speak on that? Here's the thing about Bud Light. Here's the thing about Bud Light. Ten years ago, to be trans was a, what, a mental fucking illness. And now all of a sudden, people like you have fucking weaseled your way in the world. You are, you are an infection. You are the definition of weakness. Everything that is wrong with the world is because of fucking you. And the best thing is, is the world's not buying it. The world's not buying your fucking bullshit you're fucking peddling. The world is not saying, you know what, you're right, fucking chicks have dicks. The world's not saying that. The world's saying, no, there are two genders. I don't want my kids being taught about, you know, who they could fuck in school. I don't want my kids being taught about, you know, their sexual preference. Like, dude, this guy is the fucking enemy. Uh, you want to look at the fucking enemy to our world? It's that motherfucker right there asking these stupid fucking questions. Sorry, I'm, I, I told the UFC I was being nicer. Lance, Lance am, I, am I still good with this? Am I, did I cross any lines? A little, what the fuck? I didn't say the F word. You just brought this fucking guy in here to piss me off. Sean, uh, and, uh, Sean Strickland lost a five-round split decision to Dracus Duplices and is now no longer the champion. But uh, what do you guys think about... That. <laughs> what am I supposed to think about? What that or because a fight that I don't get to see? Because I, I just want to know what you thought about, about the fight. I don't care about anything he said. Well, I mean, the worst part is I'm glad he lost. The worst part about, I mean, according to some people, this was tame compared to other shit he said. It's it, just that he's champion right now, so he gets more mics. They say compared to other interviews in other press conferences, this was a tame one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't forget his shirt. Also said a uh, woman belongs in the kitchen. Oh, yeah, he wore a shirt <laughs> that Pedro sent him. <laughs> no, I did not say women belong the, in the kitchen. I, was I said the WNBA players belong in the kitchen. <laughs> I, I blame it like this, Jared. Blame it like this, Jared. This is who a lot of the UFC fighters are. If he said that, if he was a member of any of the other sports, major sports of America, he would have been suspended, right, for saying what he said. For saying anything he said, for saying all the shit he said in the past, he would have easily been suspended. Kyrie Irving got suspended for posting and not apologizing anti-Semitic movie, right? Anti-Semitic book and movie. And this dude just says things 10 times worse. And it's just like one of those things that I, all I want to just use this as, I'm going to use this as my soapbox, Jared. Whenever someone want to say they hate NFL, 
talking about NFL is this and that. I'm just, I'm just going to ask for what sports do you support? Cause we could, we, I could find a problem with all of it, right? Hockey is the same way as the UFC. There's hockey made it illegal for players to put rainbow colored tape on their sticks at games. NHL, NHL made it illegal. Uh, baseball, we know where they stand as far as like people of color and things like that and, 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 and the issues that they have. And then we also, and then we could go to basketball where, okay, the black player does have a lot of power, but then players turn into just basically corporate spokeswheels for corporations and shout out to Stephen Curry for doing whiteface for uh fake money. <laughs> yeah, or, or yes, yes, using their name to get people to people who really shouldn't afford to buy into stock market and claims Bitcoin and other thing and FT, whatever it was. Some of them got to the point where they're so they they have so much money where they can't even relate anymore and they don't want people of lower income level even living near them. Such as Steph Curry. I was gonna put throw LeBron in there too. I mean, he's he's raising kids that have no idea how he grew up, and they they can't fandom it, right? Won't never be able to fandom it. And he started. I promise, schools that just seem like they're not working, right? And then say crazy shit that's supposed to fit certain agendas and things like that that you know he's uneducated about. I mean, there's something there's something with every sport. Right. I just wanted to use this as my soapbox when someone wants to talk shit about the NFL. It's to me, you know, having I, I don't know, it's not the same to me, man. The NFL I, I is your Draymond Green of sports. I, I, well, maybe it is because I see this, I see UFC a bigger issue. You know why I see it? Because uh, see, the problem with the NFL is like, yeah, you got some greedy owners, you got yes, the sport, the sport does have a lot of you know, a lot of people leave out the sport shitty. Right. But at least they're more compass they're more compensated than they are in the UFC. Right. Yeah. At least they have a chance to change their family lives, unlike the UFC. Well, so some very few have a chance to change their family. They'll make an, the guys that are top this is why some of these white guys that are just, you know, hot button, you know, pushers like Kobe Covington and Sean Strickland. Sean Strickland is actually I, I think just literally um somewhat unhinged. Like there's there's like a, a franticness of his the way he talks and just in his mind where like I think he has a lot of thoughts going on in his mind. Maybe he had ADHD. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that. I'm not trying to diagnose the dude, but there's something that's not like he has strong beliefs in who he is and what the, he sees the world, and he's he's resolute in who he is. Now, is it a little bit batshit crazy or a lot of batshit crazy at times? It seems so more consistently than other people, right? Something's a little bit off with him. He's always, yeah, he, he said worse stuff or he's been even more, but now he's champion, so he is getting more shine. But I've slowed down my consumption or watching of the UFC just because of what it represents. It's harder for me to like, I, I used to be like about like, I want to see every, you know, every pay-per-view, if I can go see it for cheap, you know, go to a bar and if they had like a $5 cover, maybe $10 cover, I'll go there and watch it. Or if me and a group of friends wanted to like all pitch in on a pay-per-view, we buy pay-per-view. But, but like, I liked watching events on the weekends. I watched, they had a fight night. I was, I was making sure I watched it. Like I was avid into the sport, probably more so than any of my friends. And as it's grown, as it's become what America allows big successful economic things to become, it's turned into, you know what I'm saying? Um, in that way, you know, uh, uh, a super large company that can kind of sustain itself to many degrees, but it also does it on the backs of not paying its labor, which yeah. I don't really fuck with. That's that's really fucked up, right? 
But on top of that, the culture that it's allowed to infiltrate, you know, I always just say UFC is just the professional league for people who are college wrestlers and don't know what to do with their life after college. And that's what it was. Well, that, and, 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 but it's and no it's, longer that. Well, no, it's grown. There's still a lot of guys that have a wrestling background that are wrestling college wrestlers, not as much, you know what I'm saying, as, no, no. as it was when it was really building its ranks. But a lot of the guys have still have wrestling backgrounds. You'll you'll see that, and a lot of those guys don't make it to the heights that they that they used to because as the as the talent pool expanded, as the sport grew, you got more and more diverse athletes that were training more and more and more specifically. Or nowadays, almost all fighters train all the different you know things: boxing, grappling, jujitsu, all those things. They 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 train them. So you know you used to have much more stylized fights. You have a wrestler guy versus a, a taekwondo or a kickboxer. Um, or jujitsu specialist going against, you know, saying a, a wrestler, but the culture, as as it's turned into, and as Dana White's gotten more power and been able to show his ass for who he is, like you see that it's a it's a very, their market is just the conundrum of being a middling white person in America. That's that's who they want, and and NFL has a lot of the same, but it's more diverse. Um, but diverse. but, but the UFC is that. That aggro, young, you know, twenties guys that just like are aggro, but a lot of it's the, the the young white people who don't have any other yeah. purpose or, or, or struggle in the world. Sense of this, if you invited, if they, if UFC fighters, if they had a union, right, mm-hmm. and they asked them, "Hey, man, we need to storm the Capitol because Biden didn't win," ninety-seven percent of them fighters would show up to that Capitol. Yeah, maybe you never know. And employees, but they would be getting paid enough. They they would be like, "Nah, I ain't fucking up. I got, I got, we got money. We getting paid. We got health care." No, 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 no. I'm just saying, if they was in 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 any time, if they had a collectively bargained thing that paid them a, a a reputable amount of money based upon what the company brings in every year, they would all not be trying I'm to not, fuck up their money. Jared, they would all I'm be not trying sure. to. I'm not they probably sure fuck up their money the same was... rate as NFL players. It'd probably be some some similar to the NFL. Yeah, or you, you I'm not sure millions. if it was uh if they wasn't there already. It, well, them just had their face covered. You know, it's and they're terrible, per, the p- terrible people. Like everybody said before, I really, I, it's some some of the fights was fun to watch. But when I seen every time you look at Conor McGregor lose it in between fights, lose his effing mind in between fights, or go out in the streets sock old people. It was actually a it, bar. It, it, whatever it was, man. These niggas is a crazy. <laughs> they all need to be shot. Why don't you shoot him in the head? Yeah, shoot him in the head. <laughs> if I'm around any UFC fighters and they want to hang out, I'm bringing my pistol. Well, be careful because Sean Strickland carries a uh, handgun to his mailbox every day to make sure no crackheads are messing well, with his Well, let's see who shoots first. It'd be like Han Solo on this whole. Yeah. Pedro, you show you show up you show up in a USPS truck. He'd be like, "Oh, a crackhead, shoot you." <laughs> These niggas are super crazy. They all out their mind. They all got CTE. Then they got beat till pole. There's the culture is I'm my asshole. That's their culture. Even the football players, they get punched in the sock in the head. They know. You ever see like? Any of the shows where you got the football players on, unless they're in their podcast, unless they're around their own, like their own type, do you see how they answer questions when they're doing an interview? They're bland. You've just seen this, I think it was this week or last week. Well, Nick Bosa does a good job of not saying anything anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, they had uh what they had some some football players on promoting something. 
and it was on a Levitard show. I can't remember who it was. And they were so doggone dry. I fast forwarded past, past Owen and you, and they talked about how bad the interview was, the, the mm. Levitard show. I was like, why did they continue? And I know they got to sell product, but, and, you know, they got to keep the sponsors. But I was like, why do you continue to put the, uh, these players on because they're 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 um they're more they're more sustained and they mm-hmm. they get in a car accident every weekend some about these mma fighters like they say the scum of the, the background entire earth it's the background the think about it even scum if, of the earth even if you are a little racist in the nfl and you're you know you come from a Maybe all white community and things like that. Like, like, let's say like Josh Allen, right? And the communities he came from, Central Valley, then to go out to wherever, Wyoming or where the fuck he went to and, you know, say some crazy shit. At some point, you make it to a high level NFL, you end up playing with a lot of black players, a lot of players of color. You're getting coached by people of color. You might have a general manager or assistant GM of color. You're going to have president of uh, president, vice president of football operations, things like that. Right. Uh, and you might be, and let's say if you come from a all white area, even if from Texas or some shit, you go to college or, you know, like, let's say example, like someone like Nick Bosa, right now, Nick Bosa's in MMA. He might be saying some of the crazy shit that you hear this dude say, I think it's the background. Also, I think a lot of these MMA fighters, there there is no team aspect to it. Right. You're not in the locker room with, you know, the only team they got is coaches that they hire right, to be with them. So they're going to hire like-minded people, whereas at least in NFL, you have a chance, you know, of some of these people meeting and learning from different, like someone like Josh Allen. I don't think Josh Allen's racist. I just think like, especially when that shit came out about him texting the N-word in high school, some shit he say, I think it's just, he just ain't been around black people or people of color. He came from an all white place. So he was fitting in. And then I think it took him like going off to different places and meeting new people and having to work and be beside someone six days a week and learning more. Right. It's about learning. It's a learning experience, but I think UFC, they don't have that. Right. So you go from being uh, some redneck hillbilly from fucking New Mexico or Canada, such as some of these people. And then you surround yourself with other rednecks. And then you're in this league that has full of the middle, middle America and places like New Mexico and San Bernardino and, out, outside of Fresno, Lamar, and shit like that, people who are in, in different parts of shitty ass Florida. I was right. I see at Fresno. That's hilarious. Like you know the team sports where you might get to know someone and and like it might open up your eyes and you know as the original term was originally coined, you might be awakened and become woke to other cultures and other things, but it doesn't happen in USC. So that's why it's just. It just it just spews on. Like I said, I'm glad that when I saw this, I had a, I had I had a bunch of days to kind of, you know, digest and not over not just react to my first reaction to it. What was your first reaction? My first reaction? Oh man, I was I was just like, damn UFC, damn Dana White, damn everyone. I, I was damning everyone that watched UFC. Well, right? yeah, and that, at, at the point, but where, I don't want to do that because I watch football and I know people have a problem with football. No, I, and I like football. I think it's I think it's fine. I miss football like, when it was more violent. But the thing is, is um, one of the last draws, like you know, Dana White slaps his wife on New Year's last year, and 
and he didn't he didn't face any repercussions from the parent company or him. He didn't impose anything on himself. Basically, like my punishment is that y'all found out. It's like okay, bro. Like this is all while he's promoting a slap league, and he has a domestic incident where he's slapping his wife. Oh, he lost the slap league uh, TV contract. Yeah. company that was it but but the issue is and and i know mike ryan on the levitard show shout out sponsorship uh, metal arc media uh we need some money he called out the parent companies he said like disney owns espn you have an exclusive contract with espn to have your pay-per-views on here and have all your events on here if you stand for anything and you're gonna you know basically allow this kind of you know hateful rhetoric or speech to to come out and be platformed in association with you then you're just as guilty as anybody else in the situation because y'all ain't doing anything about it there's no repercussions there's no and i'm sure there's a meeting they had a meeting and maybe we'll have something will come of it but at this point like it's not a, a you know open condemnation he sat up there and said what he said it's not like oh he got he got arrested and the police said he did this and we gotta wait for the investigation to come out no no he yeah. stood in front of the camera and said hey now it's not like he committed a crime per se but he stood up in front of the camera and said i'm gonna say this and basically you know because he says some things that i know a lot of people uh agree with or or feel the same way and it's not saying that you can't feel that way but when you have a place of power and you are in a position where you have people wanting to hear what you say you can't just say hurtful, hateful, and condemn, basically condemning things, condemning people. And um, that that's the real, that's the real issue that I have with it. It's like when you have forms of hate speech where you are basically othering to the extent where like, you're like, you're, he called them an infection. It's like, no, like, bro, like other people exist. The world is expanding. The world is getting better with, you know, people's life expectancy. So people can, actualize into all the irregular and all the regular and all the conventional and all the unconventional shit that is in this moment in time that allows us if people are expressing themselves they you know saying they they, they they figure out they they have their kinks they figure out that they feel like they're this person like like you know rachel dolezal she felt like she was a black woman but regardless like you got people like who are actualizing their psychology now to a certain extent there is a range where it can get outlandish with like as people actualize like but when it comes to like certain things, especially about like orient sexual orientation, I think that's something that like is not not worth trying to act like some people are evil for that. That's people being able to freely express who they are, and that's part of the freedom. Now he's saying, "I speak for y'all, and I'm here representing uh, First Amendment and free speech." And I'm like, "Yes, you could do that, but you could still have consequences, especially if we are." to trust our corporations and these bigger entities to continue to help guide us with their decision making on our morals and our interests and how we should perceive the world like are we going to just continue to allow people to spew things that other or demean and condemn you know different groups of people that are still marginalized people that's the issue and then they'll claim that they feel marginalized and that they're the victims and the world's getting racist against them and shit like that that's, that's it. but I don't know Sean Strickland um, you know you ain't shit. I, he, he had me rooting for a South African white man to win. That's that's that like that's that's like how like the inner turmoil because I was like, I hope Sean Strickland whoops that dude's ass. I know Sean Strickland is crazy and 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 I haven't heard everything he said, but I know he said a lot of wild shit. But I just I Drake is duplicitous is a piece of shit. South South Africans. Is that the same dude? Is this the same dude that told the kid to get out of the way? 
Yeah, that was. One man, they were the ones fighting in the stands. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shasha was the one that jumped that, That's all I needed to know. That's all yeah. I needed to know. You want to act a fool in front of a kid. That's all I needed to know. <laughs> like, if he going to do that, what do you think he's going to say? <laughs> like, he already don't care. Yeah, that's all I need to know. He's, 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 a, he's a dirt bag. Yeah, it's coming to earth. It was a lose-lose situation in last night's main event at USC 297. So thank you for that, Sean Strickland. Uh, I wasn't re ever really rooting for you, but, you know, I was like, just beat up the South African man. What beautiful wide man from South Africa. Remember that episode of, you ever seen that, Jared, on Simpsons? Mm -mm. When the Steamboat Willie episode where they find out, like, they find this homeless guy. And he, you know, like the Simpsons version of Mickey Mouse is called Steamboat Willie. And they find this uh, homeless guy. He says how the guys, the Walt, basically the Walt Disney version stole it from him. So he shows the original video he wrote. And it's a, it's a silent film. And it's like itchy as you know it's like the original itchy and scratchy and it's like hey itchy founds an irish man and then you hear mailhouse yell don't trust him itchy he's irish gotta look that shit up that shit's hilarious let me see if i can find it real quick just put in simpsons a steamboat willie irish oh, there it is yeah that's it <laughs> Runs afoul of an Irishman. Look out, Itchy! He's Irish! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, God. Oh, I forgot the episode came out. I think I was, I was like, come on, man. That's fucked up. Hey, don't forget, R. Kelly also wrote Jaw Rules. Uh, if it wasn't for the money, cars, movie stars, and all the shit I got, I wonder. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't I thought, wait a minute, hold on. <laughs> In other Wonderful. news. I thought he was on that song. He is on the song. That's why he wrote all the shit he sang. In other, uh, J well, we're not going to say Ja Rule was a great lyricist or a writer either. We got to remember that. <laughs> In other <laughs> news, Ja Rule went on to Marion's show to this, this week to defend and claim or to defend uh, his name being disrespected by not being put on the top 100 rappers list or hip hop artist list. Uh, I don't know any more about it. I didn't watch the clip. So, but uh, shout out to John Rule. Come on our show. Um, we'd love to talk to you about Firefest 2. And, uh, you know, what happened to that? That When's that next album dropping? <laughs> Uh, you know what those those times was when pop was making its full leap into becoming pop a uh, rap was becoming full into pop and yeah, yeah. so yeah so uh shout out to uh most deaf for calling uh drake uh pop music i mean he right though yeah shout out shout out to most deaf or yasin bay or whatever his his corny ass he named himself whatever yasin bay Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh Pedro, was Yasin Bay correct to say that Drake is pop music to him? I, I'm I'm surprised he went there with uh like because it seemed like he was blatant it by it. 
because usually those type of artists skip around those questions. They mm. like, well, you know, that's what's selling right now. So he's doing, you know, he's doing whatever um, to keep relevant. But maybe he's pissed off by all the bad music Drake makes. No, though. Well, he said he could hear he could uh, see himself listening to Drake while he's shopping in Target. So that totally feels like pop to me. <laughs> no, no, it's pop music. Pop. No, it's hundred percent pop. He's a pop artist. Everybody's talking about. Oh no, he Drake can spit. No, he can't. That nigga singing all his greatest last and his ever. voice sound yeah. his voice sound yeah. like mine is very whiny and nasally. Yeah. Every time I say it, people are like, "What are you talking about? Your voice?" And I was like, "Look, I got a whiny nasally voice." Drake, <laughs> shitty voice. Drake, yeah. Worst thing I ever discovered. God's greatest hypocrisy to me. Yeah, I thought I thought his greatest hypocrisy would be one day when I finally retire from work, like I I turn blind and can't read, won't be able to read books because I can't see. Nah, nah. He hit me a lot earlier than that. Made my voice sound like Drake. <laughs> shitty. Oh, in other news, in other irregular internet. From Pagliolo, <laughs> one of our Irish friends of the show, Tubi must be stopped. Oh my God, Tubi is bad, man. Uh, I don't know if y'all saw knew this or ever saw it. I feel like Pedro probably saw it. But uh, televangelist Kel uh, Kenneth Copeland made a movie where he plays an immigrant. There is something that I must do. I should have done 20 years ago. What some of the things you're dealing with? We are dealing with the devil himself. Santiago Saraca. The winds are changing. We need to be watchful. I am Antonio oh, Eric Roberts. I am your grandfather. There's a change coming to this town. Well, if you try to mess the way do business around here, <laughs> I will not hesitate to silence you. You hear me? I will take you out. There is no power on this earth like the power of the love of God. Your God can stop it. Come on, the rat breaking the curse. The rally. the rally, LA breaking the curse with Kenneth Copeland and eric roberts <laughs> hey i didn't even see the comments said the same thing i said when they first how did he get eric roberts eric roberts a good actor Wait, see aaron this is where this is where you need to realize it's not 1987 anymore brother it's not even 1992. No. eric like, roberts was never a big name he was always a good character actor though he, he always was famous like, because... like the movie like the specialist right movies like that you would get he would play like Cyro, his Julia Roberts even said she hated that she had such a big career compared to him because he is so much a better actor than me. What are you he talking is. about? He's not good. Did you see that? that no, spray no, tan no. and bad accents, <laughs> dude. No, he was talking in his normal voice. That Eric was, Roberts no, talking normal voice. That was not him talking his normal voice. That's his normal voice, dude. That I watch a lot of Eric Roberts movies. Man. Eric, bro, he's Eric Roberts is your Draymond Green of bad middle. I, I, I'll let you go away with that. Yeah, I say Eric. No, Eric Roberts. <laughs> Eric Roberts can act. He's not a bad actor, Jared. <laughs> Eric Roberts is not a bad actor. 
<laughs> not at all. Nigga, please. That was He's not one of those actors that get small character roles. They don't mean they're bad actors. There's been Timmy. That's how uh, Michael Shannon was for a long time. He was a character actor that you see in movies. You're like, damn, he can actually act. But they just always cast him in these small character roles in movies. Eric Roberts is a less successful Ray J. Okay, stop trying to. No, he's not. Don't even go there. Because Roberts was acting before his sister. Before his sister was acting. No, no, no. Because Ray J, everything he got was off of his sister. Eric Roberts was acting before Julia Roberts, Jared. (laughs) Before, go to IMDb and look. Is he older? Yeah, yeah, it don't matter. He still it's it's different. Ray J got everything because of his sister. Did he get movie roles before his sister? Yes. Eric Roberts is a, is a dude. You you over here can see now. You just plan. This is almost like the R. Kelly now. Now we in the same situation. Where you <laughs> no. plan off of what you know, and you, you you're doing no, the millennial no, thing on this, where no, it's like, man, no. however I feel, it's got to be the this is the right answer. Eric Roberts was a good character actor for years. Aaron, we're gonna have to go back and look at some of these movies. You're saying you can look this shit up, man. It's on the fucking internet. Look it up, Pedro, man. I, I see you biting your lip. I need to know what Pedro's thinking. Was that Eric Roberts' real accent? No, <laughs> that was Eric Roberts. Eric, bro, you no. caping for a nigga that don't need you to cape for him. <laughs> Play the shit again, man. Now, he didn't even have dude. an accident. Hey, dude, all right, all right. We are dealing with the devil himself. Santiago Saraca. The winds that are changing. We need to be watchful. I am a regular fucking voice. I am your grandfather. But if you try to mess the way the business around here, I will not hesitate to silence you. All right, you there is that you thought I, I will take you out. I don't know. I think he's talking about the voice. He he's, playing, he's playing his stories, right? He played his stories a long time ago. No? And what? I thought he played like yeah, in the daytime stuff, <laughs> daytime soap opera. That's where he's known for. Pedro, right? Pedro's old black woman came out right there. He's like, he's in the yeah. stories, right? He in them stories, ain't he? Yeah, he in them stories. <laughs> I'ma say. No, he played. He played a good role in um, um, Batman. Mm-hmm. I like to well, Batman. It's good, good acting job. In, <laughs> which Batman was he in? The Dark Knight. He's in Bat. The Dark Knight. Oh, he played one of the criminal underlord dudes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I remember that. I, I I was wondering if he had a bigger role because I remember from like having bigger also, roles. Also, what, what else did he play in? He played. He was in the specialist with Stallone. Best of the best. Yeah, one, two, was. three, and four. He's the, he's like, man, I gotta I gotta ride this franchise out. He thought he was gonna get his Fast and Furious out of that. It was not that. 